This is the Recruiting Simplified Podcast, where college basketball coaches give parents all the information that they need to help their child reach their goals of playing at the next level. The recruiting process can be difficult at times and it can be overwhelming. So the goal of this podcast is to help parents get the right information from the people who make the decisions. You can find more information at AngelaRLewis.com or follow me on Twitter or Instagram at Coach A. Lewis. Listen to what this coach had to say. Welcome to another episode of the Recruiting Simplified podcast. Today, we have Jordan Ophelson. Jordan is the coach, the head women's basketball coach at Webster University. Jordan, tell everyone about three quick facts about you. Oh, three quick facts. Oh, man. Uh, Family guy. uh, Love basketball. Man, I love life. When did you fall in love with basketball? Oh man, I, I I was I was a kid. I mean, I I remember, man, uh, watching Michael Jordan on TV, and and I thought that was the greatest thing I've ever seen. Um, how competitive he was, um, just watching just watching the playoffs. Uh, you know when they played the Knicks, and it would just be, uh, man, just just watching how how physical and how much people cared. Um, and I just remember I just I used to just go outside and just hoop. And I remember being 10 or 11 years old playing with, we lived in an apartment in Jeff City and I mean, there'd be 30 year old dudes out there and I'm out there trying to compete. And in my mind, I'm thinking I'm hanging with them and we're playing to 21 and, I, and I'm, I'm getting smoked every time, but man, I loved it. Like everything about the game, I just, I just try to soak it up. So, I mean, it started real young, just what, watching TV and even watching Mizzou when, when Melvin Booker and, and Javon Crudup and all those guys were playing. I mean, it was just something that just, I fell in love with. Yeah, it was magical to watch. Did you have the Michael Jordan tape come fly with me? Yeah, listen, I, I mean, I was drinking citrus cooler Gatorade when he was <laughs> drinking it. I mean, I was I was doing it all. Uh, and that was when Criss Cross was big, so I had the Jordan jersey on backwards. Yes. I mean, I, I fell in love with everything about, you know, the, the, the fashion and then the game. Uh, and then even when it, you know, kind of progressed into – Larry Johnson and Grandma Ma and and but I'll tell you this, my favorite player ever is is Pete Maravich, um, and I remember just watching that guy play, and just how fun he was, and and that, you know, people always kind of say, hey, who's the greatest basketball player of all time? And I still think Pete Maravich could have been, you know, his life ended early, and not to t- and not listen, and I don't mean like he's the goat or anything like that, but just how he plays, man, that, that was another. Um, player person that I mean I just fell in love with like I, I couldn't get enough of Pete Maravich and and watching all the highlights and his videos and man you get you get Michael Jordan and Pete Maravich on the same team at one point man that's a tough team oh that would be unbelievable that would have been pretty incredible yeah so, no doubt your own passion for the game is obvious and evident it's like oozing out of your voice talk a little bit about how you coach how you your coaching style yeah, I mean, I, I I just love the game. I mean, I love when things come together. I love, you know, we we talked about this the other day. Is I mean, if 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 we got somebody that's never in a passing 
and they get in a passing lane. That is to me is like, man, I get amped up for that. Cause I'm like, man, you just made progress. Um, I don't know. Like, I mean, if I asked 10 alums, five would say you yell too much. Five would say you don't yell enough. <laughs> I, I just want our players to play hard. I, I want them to, I, you know, if they, if they do something wrong, we tell them, um, you know, if it's your help side, if it's, if it's your box out, if you do something great, man, we praise you. you say, man, that's a great job. That's a great pass. Um, so, I mean, we're honest. Um, uh, you know, I, I, I like I like to have high energy, high energetic practices, and I try to do the same. Um, you know, and and so I don't know if there's really a, a coaching style. Um, you'll feel my passion. Um, I have a very unsatisfying personality, um, and so I and I tell our players this all the time. Like, man, I, if we went 100 to zero, I'm gonna find things that we need to get better at because I don't want to be complacent. So uh, I just want that to rub off on our players um just how 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 we look at the game and everything so yeah there's always something that you can get better at it's so true there are different levels right there's different levels to who you can be as a person and who you can be as a player but you have to like push yourself to those limits to kind of crack the code to get to that next level and then you yep. push yourself and you crack again yeah <laughs> Like this constant cracking of self yeah. and pushing your limits. Yeah. I listen, I I I I enjoy Twitter and last night, you know, after our scrimmage, I get on there and, and, and they've got USA basketball Diana Sarasi talking about there's always another level. And and that's that's my thing is I want our players to understand is don't be satisfied. Like once you once you get to where you wanna be, there's another level. Yeah. Right? If you if if you wanna be good be good and then go be great. Once you're great, go be amazing. Once you get amazing, go be phenomenal. Um, and that's that's just one thing that that I think is great about the game is that you know when we only know so much about it. You know, I remember watching uh, the Pete Maravich story and, and Press Maravich took a basketball and draw a dot right in the middle and he goes, that's, "This is what I know." But the rest of the basketball reps and he goes, "This is so much more that everybody gets to learn about." Um, and that's how I look at it every day. Is is with what I want for our players and, and all that, so. You know what, let's talk about levels. Let's talk about levels. So Webster University is NCAA Division Three, and it's actually yep. the first place that I coach, as we were talking yeah. about before. And there is this assumption that I've, that I've heard from parents that, from people, not just parents, parents and players, that Division three isn't competitive, or playing at a Division three is somehow um, you you don't have the same type of potential opportunities as Division one. Talk about kind of why you choose to coach at Webster, what makes it special, and kind of your philosophy around knowing how to decide which level makes sense for you. Yeah, I, w one. I mean. I, when I got here, Coach Callahan brought me in, and and I, and I listen. Our program started when when you and Coach Callahan brought Katie Meyer in, um, and so listen. I, I and I don't forget that. I mean, that was that was a, a program changer um, of how she was and everything. Um, but you know, with levels, I, I talk. People get wrapped up. Oh, Division three, you don't do this, you don't do that, and I say, yeah, it's it's true. It's it's we don't have athletic scholarships. But what a lot of people don't know is there's a lot of NAIAs, and I came from a Division Two. Not everybody's on a full ride at a Division Two, 
Some of them are on a quarter scholarship. Some are on 50. Same thing like NAIA. Um, and, you know, we're big on trying to get you – you got to find the right school that fits you. Um, and we tell our – when we're on a recruiting – listen, take out basketball. You got to like the school. You got to like the dorms. You got to like the campus food. You got to like just the feel of campus and where you're at. And once you go through that, put basketball, where does it fit for you? Um, you know, I, we get that knock, oh, Division three is not competitive. Man, we beat Division two schools. We haven't lost to an NAI school since I've been here. Um, and that's not, you know, to, to sound arrogant or anything. It's, man, the, our, our players have done phenomenal things when they've been here. Um, but that's the bad thing is, is that's not enough because it's like, oh, well, I, I want to be on scholarship. And so we'll lose a player to a school that will get $2,000 in athletic scholarship. But they came here and they were going to pay $6,000 less because they want that, that idea of, well, I'm on scholarship. I tell them, hey, when you get your package here, you can tell everybody you're on scholarship. It doesn't matter what you say. Um, but, you know, I mean, that's the thing is, I mean, you know, at Webster, I, I think you're getting a, a, a academic – a degree that is that has high reputation and not just in st louis i mean i'll go on vacation in florida and you know i'll start a conversation like oh webster yeah i've heard webster you know uh it's it's something that's all over and even on the international side um and i and i think what division three really allows is for you to be a, a student it allows you to be an athlete and allows you to breathe um and so and it's not that we're not competitive listen i mean we're we do shooting workouts, we do extra morning lift, everything that everybody else does. Um, and we try not to make it a job. We want this to be like something you enjoy. Like we want you to put unrequired work in. We want you to, um, you know, want to be in the gym on top of when we say, hey, practice is from three to 515 or whatever it is. Um, but I, I think with levels, I mean, it's, it's not about the level, it's about the fit. Um, and I, I think when people can kind of look, past that you'll be really happy with your college for four years uh, i think that's why a lot of players transfer is they they see the the shininess of this and then all of a sudden oh this isn't what i wanted or i'm not playing or it's too far from home or, or whatnot they're not looking for the fit um and that that's everything from classroom size to style of basketball you play so um that's kind of how we look at at this and um you know i he said how did i get here i've I mean, I was at Central Missouri, and 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 basically this opportunity came up with my wife got a job in O'Fallon, Illinois, and and for me it wasn't about levels; it was about coaching and teaching and trying to build something. And uh, and I told Coach Callen when she's here, I'll be here ten years with you as your assistant if you stay, and you know, let's build this thing up because I I like that. I like I'm big on loyalty. I'm big on building things and seeing where it can go. And um, yeah, that's kind of how I look at the level and how I got here. You know, it's really special. You've been there 13 years, which is pretty rare, you know, for a coach to be at a, at a university yeah. that long and really commit to the growth of the program. And oftentimes when parents are looking at schools, oftentimes coaches leave. Like that's been, I left a bunch of different places, you yeah. know. Yeah. So it is, um, it's, it says a lot about your commitment to the university, to the young women and to building a program that you've, that you've stayed for so long. Um, the other thing I wanted to chat about that you mentioned is 
you all do the same things that every that every level does. So can you give us an overview? So parents or players are listening and they want to learn more about Webster women's basketball. Talk a little bit about what preseason looks like for you all. Season is starting, but then also what the summer looks like. Sure, sure. When I answer this question, I, I always take you through the season. So school starts August 28th. Um, and we we have a full-time strength conditioning coach. Our players lift every more or three or four days a week with him in the mornings um, before classes start. Um, so they'll dedicate an hour, hour, 15 minutes to in the weight room. Um, and, and Coach Seitz is phenomenal. I mean, he came from the Atlanta Braves and does a great job of – if you come in and you say, I, I can deadlift 500 pounds, he's like, nope, show me the form. He's very big on form and preventative stuff. Um, and then our players – um, we can't be in the gym with them in the first seven, eight weeks with the basketball. Um, so they run player-only open gyms. Um, and, and this is what makes our program so special is that our players are trying to teach. This is what practice is going to be like. This is what this is going to be like. Um, and we give them every weekend off in preseason. We want you to get away. We want you to have time. That's where that we talk about you, you can breathe. Um, and then when, when practice starts on October 15th, um, lifting goes less, it's just kind of maintain. And then they, they come in three times a week and do shooting workouts with us. Um, because as you know, like in practice, you can only get so many shots up, you know, if you're working on defense or shell or, uh, offensive stuff. I mean, there's just not a much, there's not as many shots to go around. So we bring them in for about 30, 35 minutes, um, and just do a lot of shooting workouts, different things, game like sometimes it's just high rep shooting. Um, and then we'll practice, you know, the first couple of weeks we'll go, two and a half hours. And then, um, you know, we usually go six days a week. So six days a week of practices and three days a week of shooting. Um, and then as, as the, as the season goes on, as you know, so now we're getting game game time, we'll go down to about twice a week shooting. Um, and the practices will go from about two and a half hours, about an hour, 45 minutes. Um, because you're doing a lot of scout stuff. You're doing a lot of team development things. Um, and then, I mean, we'll go from October to March, um, and then they get a couple weeks off and we say, we need you to recover mentally and physically. Um, and then we start again with coach sites and open gyms and in the summer, um, we give them their shooting workouts. We give them lifting workouts. Um, you know, we would love for all our players to stay on campus. Um, some want to go home. I mean, as our, if you see our roster, I mean, we've got a handful of St. Louis kids and we've got a lot of kids that are out of state from Texas to California to Florida. Um, and so, um, you know, we've been fortunate the last few summers to let our players play in a college summer league here in St. Louis. Um, and so they do that and play two games a week. And then they usually usually run an open gym. Um, and then we'll, we'll, we run two camps in the summer. We partner with Nike with. And, you know, we, we ask that our players come back and uh, help out. It's kind of more of a team bonding thing where they get to stay in the dorms with all the coaches and campers and get to know the, the, the newbies and the returners get to, to know each other. So that's kind of the shorthand version of, of it. Um, but you can kind of see there's, there's a lot of time for them to study and, and be an athlete and still breathe. Absolutely. Thank you for that. That's very detailed. I know those are the types of things that parents and student athletes are looking to know more about and to really get an understanding of the nature of the commitments at various levels. Now, when yep. When you're out recruiting, what are you looking for? What what makes someone a good fit for Webster and for your program? Man, we we look for basketball players. 
Um, and we always say we don't want somebody that plays basketball. We want basketball player because there's a big difference. There is. Uh, and and we're looking, you know, we're looking for people that play hard. We're looking for people that are talking and communicating. Uh, and I say this, and I think this comes off as a, as a bad thing when I say this. I, I'd rather see a player play bad. Uh, and ha- You know, if a kid's averaging 20 a game, I want to go see him and go one for 15. I want to see how they handle it. Are you are you sitting at the end of the bench? Uh, is your teammate trying to pick you up? Are you are you engaged with them? Are you engaged with the coach? Are you doing the little things? Um, you know, will you will you, you take a charge in a game? Will you do the details of moving your feet on defense? Um, we look at. I mean, we're there because the skill is already there, and so now we we want to see all the little details and tangibles and. Um, those are the big things that we look for uh, when we go watch you play. Now, listen, I mean, if you make a great move and all that, I mean, that's great. That's like icing on the cake. I mean, because at that point, we're, we're, we've already, we already know you can play. But what are you like when things go good and bad? If a team makes a run on you, how do you handle it? Exactly. Um, I mean, we've, we, we've sat in the gym and been on players, and, and the team makes a run, and they get mad, and they start fouling them hard and this and that, and I, I, we've left the gym. Um, and we've also sit there and, and watch a player struggle and get picked up by their teammate and made a whole bunch of hustle plays. And I'm like, man, that's the player we want. Um, and that's what we look for. So it's, it's not so much how many points do you score? It's, it's all the little things. Uh, and listen, we want the best players possible, yeah. uh, but I do so. Say that again. You say you want the best players possible. And what was the other thing? But and but I think the best player possible can still do those little things. Um, you know, we don't want a, a one-dimensional player that, well, I can shoot. Great. Well, a lot of people can shoot, but can you shoot and defend? Can you shoot and talk? Can you shoot and be a good teammate? Um, you know, I, I, start, I start the season off every year, and I kind of give the same spiel. Uh, you know, I, I talked about um, – about three years ago, I was I was in church and the the our priest was saying, "Hey, your job as a person is to help people get to heaven." So, and I told him this. I said, "Listen, whatever you believe in is what you believe in," but I, I put it towards us. Um, what can you do to make your teammate better? Because yep. it's easy to be a great teammate when you're starting, you're playing, things are going well. It's tough being a good teammate if you're injured, if you're out, if you're not as much, if you're not playing. Uh, and we want people that are great teammates, no matter the situation. So that's that's another part of the element that we look for. That I think the best player can be the best teammate, um, and that's that's what we got here. You know, those are the players we recruit, and that's why, you know, uh, the players that we have here on campus are that um, because they showed us that. Let's talk about let's talk about when they showed you that and how you knew. So a lot of times. Um, I'll get asked, or some of the questions at the end of the survey that I conducted said, how do you know if a coach is really interested? And I was like, well, it's kind of like dating, right? Do they communicate with you? Like that's a clear yeah. Like he's probably yeah. not into you if he never called you. So, yeah. Yeah. so when you talk about when you begin, kind of the timeline of recruiting, so when do you start to identify players? And then how do you deter, how do you narrow to to begin to, you know, invite someone to be a part of your team. Yeah, uh, you know, and every year is different because, I mean, 
if, if, if our need for the team changes um, year to year. So, I mean, if we need, uh, you know, a guard heavy class or a point guard or post, everybody needs a post. Everybody's looking for a post that can walk and chew gum. That's what we always kind of say. Um, but, you know, I mean, I think when we identify, you know, a year or two out, you know, as freshmen and sophomores, it's really tough because there's so much growth that a player can do or they won't do. Um, you know, if, if a freshman is really good their freshman year, will they still be good their junior, senior year? Um, and so we, you know, we might have distant communication. You're getting letters, you're getting some, you know, our monthly newsletter, things like that. Um, but we want to kind of watch you grow over the next year or two. Probably junior, senior year, we really hit it hard. And a lot of people say, oh, that's really late. Um, and, and so it's kind of, yeah, it could be, but – at the same time, I, I don't really know what a, what a freshman or sophomore will be like in two years because there's so much growth and maturity going on that it might be good, it might be great. So we communicate with them. Um, as the junior, senior, it ramps up. I mean, now you're talking about weekly phone calls. You know, we're, we're sending texts. Um, I'm not a pressuring guy. I tell our, our recruits when they come in and we talk to them, listen, I want you here because you're 100% about Webster, not because – I told you, you got to make a decision by next Friday. Um, I, I, I'm big on that because every player that's here is here because they want to be here and they're committed to everything about Webster. And that's what we want. Because I think I was sitting there thinking one couple years ago, how many players go somewhere because they had a deadline? Yeah. Oh, right. And so. And I tell them, listen, if I have to wait till May for you to make a decision, I'll wait till May. Now, with that said, and, and here, here's my example, and you'll laugh. If Maya calls me and wants to come to Webster, you might lose your spot because if we're taking Maya more. But, um, you know, at, at the same point, you know, like we're pretty open and honest with that whole conversation. If, you know, if we want to sign three kids this year, say we want to sign a point, a wing, and, and best available. Uh, and we tell them, like, listen, if I tell you we signed somebody, that's not a pressuring thing. That is a come be part of this. Look at this player we got. This is great. We're going to build this with four years with you. Um, and so that that's our, our, our big approach with, with kind of recruiting. And uh, But, yeah, I mean, communication, talk, a lot of text, a lot of, a lot of calls. Um, I mean, they'll know. I mean, if, if, if you go three months without hearing from a coach, they they're probably not interested or or we're not interested, um, but we usually tell them we're we're pretty upfront and honest with with all that and, um, but yeah I would say the constant communication of some sort kind of lets you know I was kind of laugh and they say oh man I I got a letter from this school and I'm like yeah letter to everybody um, but did they follow up did they send you a letter and then call you did they send you a letter and come watch you play because um, if you invest in a recruit or a person, right? Uh, I, I think you know, like you're wanted. Um, yes. That, that's the big thing. Right, there's no question if if someone likes yeah. you, if they're into you. Yeah, exactly. There was this movie uh, my friend and I watched a few years ago and it was called, it's called, He's Just Not That Into You. And <laughs> it, it was about, it was a dating, you know, romantic comedy, just about this guy. Like, he just didn't like her. Like you have to realize some people just aren't gonna like you. It's kind of, yeah. and that's okay. Maybe you're not a good fit for their program or maybe they're not best fit for what you're looking for. Just kind of how life goes. Will yeah. You, yeah. Will you talk about money? 
let's talk about the the average. I know every situation is a little different, but if we were to say yep. kind of like the average, the cost of tuition is X and the average person with this GPA and ACT yep. score, let's talk a little bit about that because, you know, I think Webster's a viable option. It's a really good school, a great community. Um, obviously very familiar, but yeah, yeah. Let's talk a bit about that for parents who are, who are listening. Yeah. So, I mean, tuition is like $28,000 um, and, and room and board is, is probably nine to 10,000. Uh, and so that scares people. Oh my gosh, $38,000. And I say, yeah, I, I, I hear you. I, I understand it is, but Webster being a private school, you know, we've got more grants and different funding than a state school has when it comes down to just the pure satisfaction of, financial aid and academics. Um, so our, our academic, um, I guess, merit scholarship is 12,000 to, to $20,000. And so basically what the school does is take your GPA and your ACT or SAT scores, and it's already benchmarked. Um, so, you know, somebody's got a, a 3.8 and a 25, you know, don't hold me to this, I don't have the chart out, but you know, let's say you get $16,000 for it. Well, that's just the start. Now, if, if somebody does A+, plus, they can get money for A+. Plus. If they're involved in different, different things outside of, say, basketball and student council um, or FCA, you know, they have the option to go get a, another scholarship on campus for leadership. Um, and then, um, you know, there's, there's girl state, boy state options. Um, and then the financial aid is kind of the big one where that can go from zero to you know, almost the remainder. Uh, so the average package here is probably about 32,500 to 33,000. Um, if you kind of put it on, on an average. Um, so you're talking about out of 38, I mean, the average is paying $5,000 a year um, for school. Um, and it could be less. And we have some that get way more than that. We get some that get less um, than that. So um, like I said, when that process happens, they have a financial aid counselor that kind of deals directly with them. And, um, you know, and, and I think that what we have to offer with that is super competitive um, with Division II's and NAI's. Um, unless, you know, you're getting a full ride from a Division II, which doesn't always happen. A lot of times they'll give you, you know, if us and a X, school X is the say we're the same cost. I'm going to give you $20,000 in athletic scholarship. Well, you still got $18,000 to figure out where you're going to get that from. Um, and, and so we're already say with the same player, they're getting 33,000 here. Well, they're paying five to go here. Now you got to make a decision. Um, do you want to pay more or do you want to come here and pay less and, and have a chance at being Jordan, I know part of something special. So that's, Jordan, that's kind of how we, how. I'm sorry, you go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm listening to you. I was just going to say that I know a young woman who's a senior who committed to a Division II school who's paying more than $10,000, agreed to pay more than $10,000 a year to an out-of-state Division II school. Yep, yep. And, that, and, and that, like for us, that's a, like those are head-scratching ones mm -hmm. um, because it's like, man, you could come here and, and do this or do that. But, you know, like I said, everybody's different, you know. Uh, you know, the, the tough part about this is, we have no say in financial aid. It's not like I can make a call and say, hey, 
she needs more. I mean, it's like once when this process happens, it's it, they're directly dealt with that. Um, so when they say, "Hey, coach, I got our package. This is what we got," you know, uh, compared to this, you know, we try to get them in, in connections if if try to get that figured out. But that, that that's what I kind of talked about earlier is you know somebody will pay more just for the satisfaction of saying I'm a scholarship. And it's like, man, I hear you, but you can pay less here and, and be successful right away. Um, and that's not to take anything from any other program or, or anything like that. But, um, you know, and a, lot, and a lot of times in a year or two, they're calling us saying, hey, this isn't what I thought. Yeah, you got a spot. And I'm like, yeah, sure, we do. Absolutely. Um, but it, it's, that, it's that initial decision, like what's best for you and the whole scope. Uh, not just the finances. And I know the finances is big. Like, I get it. But everything about it, are you just like, oh, I'm on scholarship. I got to go there. I don't really like the dorms, but I'm going to go there. And then all of a sudden, you know, we, we talk about this. At some point in four years, you're going to have a bad week. You yes. can't make a shot. The coach is mad at you. And then you go to your dorm that you don't like. And you go to your class that you don't like because you went to the school just for the money. And that's why I would say you got to like everything about it because that week turns into a month if you don't, uh, instead of that week just turning into a week and you like everything else because, man, this dorm is nice. This classroom, I like this. This campus food is good. I mean, and that's that's the big thing we try to get them to understand is just take basketball out. Don't make it about finances at first. Like everything else. Um, but, you know, everybody has their own motivation sometimes. True. Different perspectives, different voices, you know, different yep. people saying what I think, you know, the conversations I've had with parents is they're trying to figure out what they should determine is important. Because, you know, one club coach told a kid um, they got an offer. They say commit. This is what a parent told me. Her daughter was like a freshman or a sophomore in high school and she got an offer from one school and they say commit to them now because you may never get another offer. And the mom just thought that that wasn't great advice, which clearly it wasn't because the kid was a sophomore in high school um, and now she's older. And so parents have just been feeling kind of overwhelmed with trying to determine what they should value. And yeah, your insight is great. I love that. Take basketball off the table because you're going to have times when you hate it. Look, let me tell you, my apartments in college were awesome. I knew yep. that on my worst day, I was going to have my own bathroom, my own yep. bedroom. And when I didn't want to talk, you know, we lived, look, Jordan, my apartments were so good in college that I did not know that you had to buy furniture for your apartment. <laughs> when you get your own. I yep. thought they came furnished, man. I was so disappointed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and, you know, that's the thing is, uh, and if you've seen Webster stuff here, I mean, their housing is nice. I mean, the the apartments are furnished and, and it's sometimes I'm like, man, I think it's nicer than what I got. Like, um, but that, yeah, that, that's it. I mean, cause if, if you know, you, you can get that escape from basketball for that week or whatever, because you like everything else and it just makes your experience better at the, I mean, that's what we want. Like they, they talk about how life is full of experiences and, and, and everything. Well, this is part of it. I mean, that's part of your experience. It's not just basketball. Because uh, basketball is great. You get to travel, right? We're going to L.A. this year for, like, the fifth time. Like, that's great. But when you come back, I mean, L.A. is a week. 
you gotta like the other nine months. You you gotta like you gotta like everything about it. Like, uh, and I think that's a big thing that that gets overlooked a lot. Jordan, you guys going to LA for a week? We are, we are. This is our fourth or fifth time, so we're going over Christmas break. You need to um, you guys because I could be a guest coach for a week in LA. No. No doubt, no. I, yeah, no doubt. Listen, listen. With your expertise, we'll, we'll take you. Um, you know, it, it, I tell you, and it, it's a great week for our players. They, they, they. Instead of just sitting in the dorms for the whole week when nobody's on campus, we go out and we'll 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 be a tourist for the week and go out there and and, and we'll you know we'll practice and and play a couple games. And I mean, it's just it's a one. It's a great team bonding experience. Um, it's fun, you know, especially when it's 80 degrees out there and it's 30 here that always helps it too so yeah those are the little things that that become incredibly memorable honestly i don't remember many games i played i remember like you know going to puerto rico with my teammates and you know the food we had and funny conversations on the bus and things that happened at the hotel i remember some games and but you know most of what i remember what i value most on this side of it is the experiences with my team. Yep. There's a couple other things I want to ask you about recruiting that I um, almost forgot. The first one is how do you feel or how, how often do you all go to recruiting services to find players? So if you get an email from, I mean, yeah, I look at those. You cut out a little bit. Did you ask about how many we go to recruiting showcases and what recruiting services we use? Do you all use recruiting services? So if you get an email, yeah. a profile about a kid, how often do you all look at that? Parents are always wondering uh, about that. Every one that we get, we look at. I always look at it as, man, it might be a diamond in the rough. Um, and we use recruiting services to figure out, do we want to go watch them play? Um, do we want to go watch them play in the summer or at a high school game? Um, because and you know this, right? It's it, you see highlights and you see the best highlights. Um, and I want to see a full game. I, I want to see when when the highlights aren't there. What what, what are the lowlights? What 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 are you like when you miss a shot for the third time in a row? Which happens? Um, are you soaking? Are you putting your head down? Are you the first one back? If you turn the if you turn the ball over, what player are you? Um, so yeah, I mean, listen, every everyone that we get in, we look at, um, and we kind of make a judgment call. They fit our style, they fit our program, um, or we say, hey, we need to see more. Or sometimes we even say, man, we just need to see them live, because the highlight itself doesn't do justice. Um, and so that's so the, I guess to your question, every time, everyone that comes in, we, we, it gets evaluated by us. Even cold email. So if you get an email from a kid saying, hey, my name is Angel Lewis, I'm from, you know, wherever, here's a link. Yep. We look at it. We open it up that the same day if we get it. I mean, unless it's something we're, we're super swamped. And then there's times where uh, I'll send it to, to our assistant and say, hey, what do you think? And vice versa. Cause she, she might be undecisive, uh, you know, could be, maybe not. What do you think? Uh, and sometimes we make a judgment call right there and say, great fit for us. Let's reach out. Or I don't think it works for what we need, um, which is fine. Um, you know, it's kind of like buying a car. You know, if you're trying to get a pickup truck, you're not going to go buy a Fiat. Um, I, I think it's the same thing. I think when you try to 
find players that, that reach out, which I think is great. Um, it just may, it might fit, it may not. Do you all um, use recruiting services? So do you all like um, buy recruiting services? Because there's two pieces. One part is like parents paying for their kids to have profiles. And then there the other side that we used to do sometimes is like buy a list of players for from a service so that we can know about players that we may not be abreast to. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we, we you know, we use NCSA, we use Phil Level. We don't really use Be Recruited as much, which is kind of the hot thing probably eight, nine, ten years ago. Um, we get Captain U stuff. We don't really – it's just a preference thing. Like, I, I don't – it's just – yeah, so we use all three of those. Um, and then uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that they're, I'm missing out. But, yeah, we're, we're on all those. And, I mean, I, I think it's great. Um, I, I think sometimes – you get schools that will just reach out to you because you put a profile up and all of a sudden they're interested and we're a little bit more detailed. Like we just kind of use it to see, is she a good fit um, for us to kind of start the process? And we, and we, and that's where we start probably sophomore, junior year to figure out, man, we got to get her on our 2020 list or 2021, 2022, uh, or where are you going this summer? I, we want to go to the showcase where you're at so we can see you live now. Um, and which, and, and you know this, High school ball is completely different than AAU ball. It is. Um, and so sometimes that's it's good because you're like, oh, man, this player can play. And then they get in high school and you're like, man, what happened to that player? And it's just a program. It's just, you know, it's just, it's just how they run things. And some players play fast all summer and then they go, oh, we're going to play zone. We're going to run 90. Yep. Uh, and the player looks different um, or vice versa. Um, so, I, yeah, we, we use all that. And, and that's kind of the big three that's I think we're – using now or or they're using us you know basically they send it to us and we watch it so that's really helpful that's really helpful to know because different coaches have said different things you know yeah some coaches i've talked to said no we'll never like we don't look at it and this these are coaches who are bc who are um power five so i've interviewed some yeah. power five coaches and they're like no we we're not because you know you have a list of the all americans but it's important that parents know like it, it varies depending on on your daughter and what's what's um what potential opportunities she has so that's a, oh yeah you know it, i mean it's funny with some of those things that you know I, I think the ranking system is a little off on some of these they'll say oh you're you're projected to be at this and i'm like okay well it, it's it's all fit uh, but I mean, you, we reach out to kids on there and they're like, yeah, I'm talking to, uh, you know, Missouri and, and Iowa. And I'm like, all right. So, which is great. I mean, you, you get players of all calibers on that, uh, which I think is great. I think sometimes it's kind of like frustrating because it's like, you know, they give you a, a ranking system and this is what you're targeted for. And some players just turn it off. Well, they said I'm a high division two. You're only a high division two if a high division two reaches out to you. Exactly. Uh, that that's kind of frustrating, but at the same time, it, it's perspective and want, and and you know, I, I think we have to be very direct with with players and say, you could do this if you do this, this, and this. But you got to be realistic of it. Just because Joe Schmo in the in the crowd said you're a low division one doesn't mean you're a low division one because if not one low division one's talking to you, you're not low division one. Um, 
but I, I think that's when people get wrapped up into um, size of school. And I think, yes, I think ha having goals is great. Um, you know, but you, you also got to be realistic of your game and what you can really do. Well, you know, what's crazy to me is there's only 5% of high school athletes that actually play college sports. So if yep. you have an opportunity to continue playing, that's still a big deal. We, it seems like culturally we've diminished players who play anything other than division one. But the fact that you play college ball is a big deal. You like you've extended play longer than the vast majority of high school athletes. In addition, I coached at Southeast Missouri State yeah. conference, and then I went to Marquette in the Big East. Both the Division One, two completely different levels, like night and day, in terms yeah. of resources. But coaching at Webster was incredible because I remember. Players who were there because they wanted to be there, there was no sense of entitlement. Like, they showed yep. up. We coordinated practice time. Sometimes they had to work. But those, those young women showed up because they wanted to be there. And so yep. the feeling that you get to be in the gym every day with people who want to be there. And, you know, some kids at both of the – every other school did as well. But it's just different. It's different. Yep. You know. um, I think parents and players should really take some time to – kind of shut out the noise from others and and be open to all the possible opportunities that exist. Yeah. Listen, I mean, I, the success that we've had here at Webster, I mean, it's it, one, we've had great players. Mm -hmm. I mean, our, our players have bought in, they work hard. Um, you know, I mean, it's, it's phenomenal to see what our, what our players have done. I, like I, I haven't won a game. I didn't do anything. Our players did it. Like all the credit goes to our players and I, we've great staff. Um, you know, Angel Sather's been here. I mean, from Kaylee Riker to, to, to Jade Rogers to Sydney Cole. I mean, we've had great staff members. So, I mean, it, it's, everybody's doing their part. And, you know, like I said, if it wasn't for great players and for players that want to be here and want to do the work and want to be great at what they do, I mean, you know, I tell our players all the time, like, you know, we like the press and we've been very successful with the press and defense. And, um, you know, last year of all divisions, one, two, and three, we, we were third in total steals and turnovers, forced turnovers. And I tell them, I say, guys, it's you, it's your effort level. You guys did that. You put the work in. I, I can't draw that up. I can tell you, Hey, here's what we're trying to do. But once you fill that container of energy and effort, Man, it's through the roof. And when you commit to it like our players have, man, it's it's something special. Yeah, that is that is really special. Congrats on that. That says a lot about their willingness to buy in and step outside of their comfort zone. Because you have to get really uncomfortable to press yep. to to take risk and understand that your teammates are there for you. And that is not always a um, a comfortable thing to do. Get up yep. and the ball. Jordan. I have loved our conversation today. I am like so excited to see y'all play this season and um, just to continue to see the growth and commitment of your program. Is there anything, any last piece of advice you have for young players or parents who were, you know, trying to go through this process and decide the best fit for their daughter? Yeah, I, I think be open. I think that's a big one. Just be open to it. I mean, 
there, there's a lot of players that we've had where they're like, man, I, I didn't even think Webster. I didn't even know, especially St. Louis players. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know it was here. Um, just be open to it. It doesn't matter about the level. Look into it because it might be a great fit or you know right then you can check it off. Um, and it, I, This is the big trend right now. Every time I ask a player, what are you looking for? Well, I'm looking for that family feel. And, and I always remind them, I say, listen, any team can tell you they're family. And it's not something we really talk about. It's just something we are. But it's like, it's like, and I would say this, like my daughter's 11, right, and she plays. I say, I don't have to show up to her game. I don't have to go watch her do a recital or whatever it is. I want to. So you have to be at a program that wants to be a family because they want to put the time in. Um, and that's, that's a big thing is don't people, I want a family. Are you willing to put the time in to be a family? Um, I think that's a big thing. Just kind of being open, um, be open. And I think the best thing is take tours because you'll know you get on campus. You're like, man, this is a great feel, or I do not like this campus. This is, and and that's fine. But then be honest and say, coach, I, you know, I'm just not feeling it. Um, I think those are kind of the, the three big things that I would kind of give advice to because, I mean, college, college basketball on any level is great. Um, yes, but it's it's so much fun. Fun. What's that? I said, yes, it is. It's so much fun. Yeah. And I think that's the, that's the big thing is just, just find the big, the, you know, the, the best fit for you and, and then enjoy it. I mean, just give it all and commit buy in and, and, and soak it up because it's, yeah, four years goes fast. I mean, we've been going almost a month now, and it feels like two days. So, I mean, it goes fast. Um, so enjoy it, and and uh, and I'd say if, if parents have questions, reach out to reach out to coaches and just ask. And if they don't respond to you, then you kind of know, man, it's not a good school. Or, you know, hey, what do you think of my daughter? I, most coaches will will give you honest feedback. Yep, they will definitely. Will. Well, if parents, that's the perfect segue. If parents want to reach out to you. How can they find you? And how can they learn more about your program? Yeah, I mean, they can – I mean, here's the great thing about Webster. We don't charge for a game. All our games are free. So they can come watch us live anytime, um, and especially with the recruit. If they're coming, we open any practice. If they want to come watch a practice, um, you know, then go to WebsterAthletics.com, look up all the stuff about our team, all our contact information for phone numbers to emails, Um are on there and uh i mean we're all over the social media stuff uh twitter at gorlock women's basketball at instagram at gorlock women's basketball on 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 the facebook so i mean there's a lot of different ways to kind of see our program um if it's highlights if it's graphics if it's um you know if it's just roster stuff schedule stuff contact information it's we're all out there and and viable and on all the ways of communication these days Perfect. Thank you for sharing that. And I'll be sure to list all of the links that you mentioned in the show notes. I am coming to practice and I'm coming to some games. I have a niece who's um, 10. She is just starting to like really begin to develop some love for the game. So I have to bring her out. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime. Anytime. Thank you, Jordan. I really appreciate you chatting with me today. I appreciate you having us on, and, man, we we appreciate it. And anything we can do to help you spread the word, let us know. I will. I sure will. I want to come and speak to your girls as well. Anytime. You let me know. We'll set it up. Perfect.
The Recruiting Simplified podcast is produced by the Global Athlete Media Network. To find out more information about this podcast, visit AngelaRLewis.com or connect with me on Twitter and Instagram at Coach A. Lewis.